now. Okay. We're rolling. Uh, we are rolling here. Okay, guys, I'm gonna do a quick introduction, and then, uh, we'll start talking and, uh, do some stuff. Okay. Uh, we are rolling right now. Uh... uh, uh hey! Listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton on the Feral Audio Network, also known as the Executive Buffet here on the Feral Audio Network. If you wish to support this podcast and other podcasts and yourself, go to feralaudio.com and click on the support button. You'll be taken to Amazon.com and where you can make your purchases to support your lifestyle, whether it be goods or service. They don't sell services on Amazon yet. At least I don't think they sell services. Maybe not. But either way, go to Amazon. Amazon. Automatic Turk. That's their service business. Automatic Turk. Automatic Turk. Automatic Turks. <laughs> when you hit one of those, one of those blank boys. This is Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton, also known as the Executive Buffet, here on the FeralAudioNetwork.com. Go to Feral Audio and go shop on Amazon, get what you need, and it will help us if we get a piece of it. We get a piece of that shit that you buy, we get a piece of it every day. We get a piece of that shit you buy. We get a piece of it, don't you lie? Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Don't go straight, don't go straight to Amazon. Go through us first. We got a guy. We got a guy. We get what we need when you get what you want. We get what we need when you get what you want. That was the introduction of the podcast. Uh, now we're in the podcast, even though we weren't really before. Uh, Joel Department's my guest. Yes, Do you want me to introduce true. you as Joel Department or something else? Yeah, well, I'm Joel Fox, but right. yeah, Joel Department's how I do it. I like saying Joel Department. I don't know yeah. why, but it's like... it's, it's a, It a, works. Where did that come from? Uh, well, I do a lot of stuff, and... Um, and I end up doing it by myself usually. So and you're the Joel department. Yeah, and I do whole <laughs> stuff like like I make uh, segments for kids shows is a typical thing. Right. And um, I work with other people, and I work uh, with my partner Jennifer a lot. But I just mostly it's like I um, I just do the whole thing by right. myself. So the Joel my department. Department. Yeah. Who you brought someone with you today? Yes. And this is the Lim, Lim J department, Lim J Ignacio, <laughs> musician extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Wow. Oh, my God. That's like from a bygone era. Uh, An era when... Uh, man. When you smoke Chesterfields, you're smoking a high-quality cigarette. No additives, no extras, just good American tobacco. Just straight dump. Just straight up dump jack. <laughs> if you want to get clicked, check out Chester. You wanna get steep, Danny? You got this beanie. 
Cool. Uh, I I know you, Joel, because I do a voice on a cartoon called Pickle and Peanut. Mm-hmm. And I'm the peanut on Pickle and Peanut on Disney XD. Yeah, you're good at it. It's the greatest show of all time, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's really funny. I think it's funnier. It's funny irregardlessly, which isn't a word. I wish there was a way to make a third. Because, right, irregardless is not a word, right? Because you're saying, because the re... It's through the irregardlessness of yeah. your experience on it personally. It still stands alone. I was... Although it would be weird if it was just... just pickle because yeah. you guys both are usually on it. Non-irregardlessly mm-hmm. of my involvement to that show mm-hmm. I find it to be very funny hilarious and people who have I think a lot of people who listen will be listening will have seen it. I hope to fucking God they have because well if not they have, you should check in. You should you should you should drop into that folks. It's a show on that's on the television. Yeah it's on uh, television. Yeah. I can't watch it on TV. I don't have Disney XD. I watch oh, it on the app. I just the, yeah, I guess I just thought that yeah. that computer uh Apple laptop yeah. is the only. I didn't. Yeah, I guess there's. Oh man. Like, well, I guess well, what is TV anymore? We don't. We, who knows what TV is? Mm-hmm. But Network on that broadcasting. Show, right. What is mm-hmm. it? Casting broad. Yeah. It's yeah. Broadcasting. Through the internet or whatever. Podcastables. Podcast. That show has uh, the very distinctive aspect to it, which is it has live action cutaways. I'm talking to listeners right now. You yeah. know this. I've heard has, this. It, <laughs> has these live action cutaways that are at times um i don't know how to describe it i think it's like some sometimes it's some of the most jarring interesting things i've ever seen in my entire life in terms of like like oh uh, i don't know what it is it's i some, can describe it i've described yeah. it many times when you're watching the show right and it's an animated show guys and there's lots of drawings and uh they're done in, in canada they're uh-huh. very good, so it's quality. It's Canadian animation, and um, when some kind of gets crazy, like psychological, uh, or there's an important turning point, uh-huh. and we need to elevate, we go beyond animation into video, real life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It gets that real or messed up or weird, and so then, uh, then we make uh, those video elements. So, uh, Joel department kind of, you know, me um, and Jennifer, we uh, fabricate elements, put on costumes throw things at other things or set them down gently, whatever it takes to recreate the, to switch the scene into a, um, a video element rather mm-hmm. than drawn element, you know, like filmed. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, a lot of people are familiar with Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. And, and when you get really, when it gets weird, they want to get really gross. They switch from like just cell animation, like with just some real quick, fast stuff to like a real a careful, deep, yucky old, greasy, like watercolor. illustration. Yeah. yeah a really detailed gross. illustration. And suddenly it's like, oh, there's too much information there. You yeah. know, you get, it's not simplified. And so it's, it's like that. It's definitely like Ren and Stimpy, but there's something, there's something about pickle and peanut, the effect of it to me, at least sometimes I find it to be like, it's just so, I don't know, it's like, it takes you, it's psychedelic, but it's also just really, sometimes it's the funniest thing, sometimes it's the scariest thing I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. There's times when, if you took it out of context, it's really normal, but in context, when you switch the cartoon, it's like some weird thing, I don't know how to describe it, it's like all of a sudden hearing a different language, when you've been hearing, like, you know when you hear someone speak a different language, like, 
Like, oh, dust, what's this? The Beatles. When you say that kind of shit, it's like hearing that, but even even more because the tone is sh shifts so radically. There's times when I watch it and I am just, I'm fucking floored by that because I can't believe, I'm just, oh, oh my God. I can't believe they just showed that. <laughs> Because it's not like it's not something that's it's not something that's like lewd or uh, pornographic, but it feels almost like it is it's shocking. It, There's yeah. some shocking things. Sometimes I'm a little bit like, "Well, this is gnarly," and I'll show people <laughs> like I'm visiting people. I'm like, oh, "I'm working there, show Vangle Pangle, that's all that thing." And it's like, and they're watching. All oh, the kids are just here because they're kids, and it's a kid show, and watching. It. And there's some that's like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't show that," and I show like. I show like Gory Agnes uh, yeah. bomb projectile vomiting. Oh. People get bummed out. Yeah, and the the you know when you see it on the show, it's gnarly. But I've got before it's been treated and everything. It is it's in full. It's in it's it's got depth and it's uh yeah. People get kind of bummed out. And there's another <laughs> one when it's like um a scary. I made like did some scary face stuff. Oh yeah. One where I put on I made a really terrible situation on my face and uh, <laughs> a really terrible situation. Oh, yeah, I made face. it like a put like I put the what is that a nylon over my face. Just kind of got some Tranimals action going with like a lot of weird stuff around my eyes and then I put baby hands underneath and and then I made scary faces and then I did stuff and um, people find it uh, unpleasant yeah they find it they definitely I mean I, I I find it unpleasant but I liked I like things that I, I like to be f made a it's a it's appropriate unpleasantness in context it feels good to have something unpleasant pushed into you not yeah. pushed into you but sort of shown to you i mean if it's well done of course yeah. i mean hey. it's well done you want to have that it's a, it's a it's like a peak experience in a way we'll sort of i guess a visually peak experience because you see this thing i was thinking about this last night i was going to fire off some tweets but i didn't but how about how there's so much comedy you see now that's just fucking boring. And it's not, like, it's nice. I like being scared by stuff. You don't see much stuff that scares you. There's less There's less stuff that's in like... The, in the comedy scene? Comedy scene, I guess, all over the place. There's stuff that's just, oh, this isn't, it's not really scary. It's kind of just there. I wish that I palatable. could see, like, I feel like there's a, the comedy scene is like a real thing that has a lot of individual mm -hmm. elements and people and scenes and stuff going on and I'd love to to see it and experience it but I think it takes a lot of time and dedication. Yeah, I right? think so. It's a whole it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole lake. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole big lake that's high in the Alps or not the Alps but the alpine environment over mm -hmm. 10,000. Yeah, yeah, it's like a network system right. um with the biosphere. How did you get uh into, how did how does it happen? Because your Joel department, what what you do uh, for pickle peanuts seems like like you know how there's like you know when you find out like a job exists like oh that's a that's a job yeah but yours is yours is creative so it's less like shocking like, you know, you found oh there's there's a guy who cleans up crime scenes yeah like oh yeah yeah pair of ladies that do that yeah sure. it makes sense but how does that how did they find you um, well <laughs> it just seems like so so specific. Uh, well, there's a person, Joel Trussell. Right. We love Joel Trussell. We love Joel Trussell. Joel and, Joel uh, and Noel will be on here soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Joel Get those is going to another state today, hmm. and Noah's doing something that I couldn't visit him. Okay. Um, but those guys, uh, oh, yeah, I know Joel, and then he knew that I did that. I was already doing that on a, a show that he worked on as well. What, the GABA? Yeah, Yo Gabba Gabba, Gabba Gabba. That's right. And and then also, I was aware of what some of Joel's doing, Joel mm -hmm. Trussell, we're talking about. Yeah. Because 
he, it's really good, and I saw it on the internet, and right. so I liked it. And I think he saw some of the stuff that I do because I just make stuff all yeah. the time, irregardless. I got to do it, or I get non-irregardless. Non I go like, Bleh. yeah, that's a weird thing, isn't that? When, yeah. when, did you, when did you figure that out that you had to make things otherwise you feel bad yeah, after I'd been doing it for years and years right. yeah yeah probably probably like sort of if some people talk about it and it seems so romantic and then after I was like whoa actually yeah, yeah if I'm not making stuff it gets and it's more intense and it's a great it's a great habit yeah yeah it's, it's like better like a lot of people like they gotta vape more often and I'm just like I gotta make something <laughs> you gotta vape <laughs> yeah uh, I mean that stuff tastes good probably right. like watermelon or something like that and it has cool. every, every flavor it's got every flavor yeah. um, but uh, so uh, a funny thing about that is that I was making stuff and um, I wasn't I don't wasn't paid for doing creative stuff when I stepped into Yo Gabba Gabba they right. they put up their website saying um, you know hey we exist and we got we're gonna be a thing right. and I, I I saw the, the pilot and I was like, oh, this is cool. And um, I found somewhere on the website, like a email address. They weren't asking for anybody to email them, but I just found it. Uh -huh. And I just emailed them and said, guys, I uh, I think I do this stuff too. I should work on this show maybe. And I sent them a link. I made a web page that was just like a few sentences. That was my resume. Oh my God. And then a bunch <laughs> of pictures, like right? 30 pictures just dumped on there. And it was just a page. And they looked at it and they're like, oh yeah, like in a few days I got a call back. Uh, and then I came in, and they're like, "Yeah, you should work here too." <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it, it helps if you um, if you want to do something. If you just uh, if, if it's possible, just do it. You know, yeah. a lot. And then if somebody wants to pay you to do it, uh, you're already doing you're already it. Doing it. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I uh, another example is I used to make uh, web pages when they were a new thing, uh -huh. and I uh, thought it was neat. But I was thought they were a lot more pretty regular, and so I was like, let me see how far I can push this and do some freaky stuff because I want stuff to be better. Right. And I don't want boring stuff. I'm, ag I'm against the boring stuff, <laughs> and uh, I did that. And then um, I made some, you know, did what I could. And then I went to get a job one summer. Uh, and uh, I, uh, one guy, like, looked at my resume and he was like, uh, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Where was he literally this, though? So this is, like, in Seattle. Okay. I was in Seattle for summer. I was an intern on Bill Man, a science guy. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. We'll, kind talk, of. we'll talk about that. Okay. That's so funny. Yeah. And then, so then I, like, oh, I got to get some work. It pays me money and so I can ride the car. And I, there's all these temp agencies. One guy was, like, all excited, all excited, excited. And then he finally saw my resume. He's like, what? he literally, he's like, big pause. And then, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> then I go this other lady I had an appointment with and I went to her and she kind of looked at my resume and she said have you built a web page before I was like yeah yeah because I had a URL at the top she, yeah. like, she just set it down and looked at it and she kind of had the same pause you know and then she says we don't ever get people like you in here we'll have you a job tomorrow <laughs> and I was at Microsoft to do an interview the next day and I was on the MSNBC website launch team and getting paid like like Five times more than I'd ever get paid. Wow. Yeah. It was so crazy. The same thing. But one guy's like, what am I going to do with this? And the other like, we don't ever get anybody like, like no problem. Because everybody else had like some web page that was just like, uh, had some squares on it and had like, you know, my favorite fish or something. And mine was like, flick, you know, blinking stuff. And what am I going to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Same thing. Same. What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? What am I?
supposed to do with this? What am I? What am I supposed? What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed? What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. What do you? What that guy look like? I only saw him on the phone, so oh. I sounded like the radio. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> it was just funny because he was so enthusiastic for many calls up to that point that, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, great, yeah, can't wait, send it to me. I feel like no one says that that phrase anymore. Yeah. It, was... it seems like a phrase that I, I had a driving instructor named Bruce Weary, and he loved Diet Coke. He would drink, like, just those big Diet Cokes. He had a twin brother named Jerry, I think, or something like that. Jerry Weary and Bruce Weary, they had a driving school. And Bruce was great because you get, I don't know what was funny about this guy. You'd sit next to him. He'd go, okay, before you turn the car on, you have to understand this. But I tell everyone, you're about to turn on a 5,000-pound lethal, lethal weapon. Whoa. Like, oh, wow. I always think about that today. I'm like, yeah, it really is. You're just, you're just, you've got this lethal weapon. You're just driving around a yeah. lethal weapon. Locked and loaded. Yeah. And how about you're driving along on a road. And you could go like, you could just be driving and uh, on the freeway, right? People do that all the time. They're going yeah. super crazy. They're going way over like 13 miles an hour. Like you get hurt if you hit something on the pavement. Oh, yeah. And and you go like, you turn your, your handles, you turn your steering wheel just for a second. Like if you just went like, brink, and you just crash and you Life. would just get, you'd just be over. And it's like, okay, well, I, I move my arms around all the time. Yeah. What's the chances if I drive here for an hour that I'm not going to like just move my hands and we're going to die? Like it seems, it seems like amazing that this doesn't. Just, happen all the time yeah like we don't just die on the road it's, uh, all these people are driving around not running into each other yeah just just they just little twitch and i think it's just the the genome you read this there's this really good book called nature is trying to kill you by this guy dan riskin i met this guy he was on this talk show with my friend brendan who writes uh -huh. on pickle and peanut brendan oh, walsh because cool. yeah. brendan walsh did stand up on this show and this guy was a guest on the show we went to see it live and this guy's book it's interesting it's it's kind of like that same thing. Who, who uh, I can't think of the other, the more famous writer, but basically about how everything humans do is just for to. The, we're we're like genome. We're like uh, being. We're like parasite. We're we're the host to the parasitic genome. So everything we do. So the genome's like, don't kill, don't kill people. We need you to live. Don't crash your car. Don't don't do that. If you crash your car. If you, if you crash, <laughs> I'm just trying to get this good voice here. Here we go. If you crash your car into other people, the genome won't survive. And we need you to survive, genome. Listen, baby, we need you to survive. Don't crash. Don't kill other people because you need to have sex with other people. Have sex with them and make lots of children. And we will survive forever. Don't pollute. Don't destroy the planet. We want to ride you into infinity. We are the genome. <laughs> that would be cool if that was real. Well, that was real. <laughs> But you're talking about. Well, we got, I got so far from what I was I thinking love about the human genome, and I think yeah. that later on it's going to be like most stuff is like, oh yeah, well you got to yeah. because already you're outnumbered mm -hmm. your cells, right, in your body. Right. You have like I've got a trillion uh, yeah. Joel cells, right. and then there's like more than a trillion 
of like a whole community going on. Right. And uh, I we're, we're at the top, you know, the farther you go up, the more parasites, the more successful people you can carry along. Yeah, we're just so, so you know, right, beings. Amazing hosts. Mm -hmm. You were talking about the lady who um, was like... She was excited. What did she say again? She said, there was a pause, just like the other guy. Uh -huh. But then she said, we never get people like you in here. We'll have you a job tomorrow. Oh, oh, we never get people like you in here. <laughs> yeah, like I was doing creative and much more complicated and like ornate weird stuff. Oh, 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 we never get yeah. people like you in here. We'll have you a job tomorrow. <laughs> I liked her. <laughs> yeah, she sounds cool. So this was when was this? This was like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, I don't remember. It was a while ago because that was the, the the science guy was on was still in production. It was probably near the end. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, it was good. That's why I thought. And I called mm -hmm. up and I said, uh, I was like, What do I want to do this summer? I was going to Cal How Arts. How old do you think? In my twenties. Okay. I was a Cal Arts. It's a right. college, university, a private, you know, uh, educational facility yeah. here. And uh, and in between those two years, I was doing that. I uh, I thought, What should I do? Are people going to go do cool stuff? Right. Well, Bill and I, a science guy, it had science and stuff which i was very very right. good at and unfamiliar with that it was like a had really cool visuals practically yeah it yes. didn't look really good and he had a he had, yeah he had like cool effects that were appropriate and then they built these big um they had a big walkthrough they had a, f a physical mechanical sculpture that was actually functioning and really? i really like mechanical sculptures and things like that yeah they didn't call it a sculpture it was like a science demonstration but it, yeah. it worked and it was real and so i was like oh this guy's this got everything i'm gonna go try that out so i called up like hey can i be uh uh, can I be an intern on the show? <laughs> and the lady is kind of like, kind of was cagey. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, you sure. Yeah, you can do it. Come up. Wow. So I went up there and it turned out it was, was the reception. There? It was, I was down here and oh, in and LA. And, and, that's right. yeah. and they oh. were in Seattle. Okay. And the lady says, sure, come up. It was like kind of weird. And I'm like, okay, do I like sign some papers, emails? Uh, it turns out it was, I was talking to the receptionist, of mm -hmm. course. And what she did was she just, said to herself while I was talking to her, like, like I'll come be her intern. Oh. She just like hired me to do her job. Right. Like I thought it was very interesting. So I showed up and I was wearing the couch and people kept coming out, look at me. And it turned out that they were doing a Beck knockoff uh, video and they thought that I looked like Beck. And they you asked- You do kind of look like Beck. You also yeah, look kind of like Bill hair. Nye too. <laughs> and then it turned, but that's like, so it was like a random thing. But then I finally got to like the receptionist lady tried to have me do her job. But I, you know, somebody calls and they asked to somebody, to somebody else, then I would forget their name, the first name. And then I was like, it never worked. And so immediately they had to just, I had to do like regular stuff. That's a great way to not do something you don't want to do is just not, you can't. I was, I could, I, I was, I, I wasn't even trying to be bad. I was yeah. just like, I don't remember like somebody was like, Hey, somebody's on the line for you. Like, who is that? It's like, I don't know anymore. Wow. Yeah. They only, this is only so many registers there to hold that information, but it was great. Uh, to be around that for a little while. And then it was like, I thought it'd be all this team of really creative, amazing individuals. Right. I thought that's how television gets made. And there were a couple of them, a few of those people, and one of them made almost all the props. So that was covered. Right. Then there was some people who did the writing and they didn't work there because they wrote everything a long time ago. Oh. And then there was Bill Nye, but he was like busy making a show. Right. And there was like camera people who just did sports and news and whatever. And it was we like just a job. Clock, clock in. Clock in. I was like, oh. All right. So it was all okay. They were like, oh yeah, we kind of got all the cool stuff covered. You can stand around and stuff and. Right. So you stood around? Yeah. And then I then I was like, okay, I got to get a job too. So did you leave CalArts for that or did you no, 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 so graduate? No, no, it was a summer, summer job. Oh, summer, right. That was okay, all yeah. in the summer. All that stuff happened yeah. at that. 
summer and stuff. Summer there. And then, yeah. so what job did you, oh, that's when you got the job when the, uh, with, with the, the guys like, oh. That's right. I was at Bill Nye for like a month. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to get some real work. And then I went to temp agencies because I'd done that before. I'd worked at a temp agency yeah. and I had done that. It's a construction cleanup where you go to where they'd been doing construction. You pick up all the garbage and put it in trash cans. So I knew, you know, I was like, right. I was like into that. And I called temp agencies and they had ones that were more computers. Somebody said you can make more money because I know how to use computers. Yeah. So I called one of those, a couple of those and, you know. Yeah. When, when you would uh, do construction cleanup, did you ever uh, like keep stuff? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I didn't do it long enough. It seems like something I do because I do like uh, stuff that's on the yeah, ground. Yeah, I do. Too. I do too. I would feel like there's like certain things where I know I couldn't do that job because I'd want to like, I don't, I want, I want this. I'm gonna keep this wood. I'm not. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but you could do something with this wood. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna save this because I've got I've got an idea mm-hmm. that I could do. It would take you several days to make something that I could have bought at the store. Yeah, I want to buy a truck, but I'm scared if I have a truck, mm-hmm. my ability to pick up trash will be it'll be just grow exponentially and I'll become a guy who has shitloads of trash <laughs> because it's like oh yeah I can pick up this discarded like I saw our neighbors have doing been doing some addition or something like that and I was running by their house the other day and I was like oh man there's a lot of really good wood out here like it wasn't shit wood. It was like this good wood. It was probably cedar yeah. or something like That's that. That's what would burn hot or it'd carve out real nice. Yeah. Like a like you could make like a little gnome guy that holds a toilet paper and it for <laughs> a gift for somebody you love. I mean, this is love laying there. Yeah. I was just thinking like making like a box. <laughs> making a box or yeah. yeah, I guess you could burn it. I never mm-hmm. think about that. I had too much stuff and so I started making boxes, thinking if I made boxes I could put the other stuff in it. Right. And to this day the boxes are almost all empty because they're too nice and special to put. Yeah, I don't really have the right thing to go in there. <laughs> We just bought a house a few years ago in Ojai. Right. That's where I live. And we have a three quarters of an acre. And I'll tell you, when you get that much room, stuff collects. People suddenly have like a car yeah. and, and stuff, like all kinds of big things. Like, oh, I could take that that washing machine that I like the part on the inside. I could, I can take that home and I'll get around to it. And um, because you don't have, you don't, if you don't have, if something's not in your way, mm-hmm. you don't have to look at it it's all the time. Behind the house, I don't. Where's that? It's just gone. Next so, thing you know, you yeah. got trash. So much, and, and that's uh, <laughs> symptomatic in our entire neighborhood in the river bottom. Um, and uh, now, and what I'm doing right now is I'm going through all the stuff I've been collecting for so many years and had in storage units and everything, and I'm like getting it all organized. I'm putting all the female clay in the same box, putting nice. all the pens in the same drawers. I got all that stuff going, all the different times I started a hobby and stopped it, and now I'm getting it all together. And now that's all getting organized, I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to do any of this anymore. I think it's over. What do you mean you won't be able to do what anymore? Uh, like, um, like you want to go make something, and before was just what you had around, and just like oh, quick, I see it's too organized. Yeah. It's like there's this Jack White song. He's the guy. He was a White Stripes guy. Right, right. He sings about like, hey, you did something in this garage, and it was pretty good. And you know, I don't remember the lyrics, but it's like, and now you got it kind of big. You're hitting it big. Right. And now you got to make something, but you're now how are you going to get back to that space where you were making the good stuff? Right, because you have like the 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 necessity of an invention, or not necessity, but the whole thing where. Limited means. Limited means. And yeah. man, man, yeah, I love those limitations. Just give me a piece of paper so and throw in the garbage. So you have to, like, self-impose some limitations. Yeah, yeah. That's the key, stuff. right? I, I, that's, that, would be, that wouldn't be the, yeah, I like yeah. the, those are harder. There's different. different. It's, it's like true. a self-imposed de- deadline. It's different than, than the yeah. other kinds. And it works. So you're mm-hmm. making stuff that's happening, but, uh, but it's a different flavor. It's got to work. You got to remember that. And when everything's all set up. I got an airbrush. I accidentally got two airbrushes, oh, like man. functioning. I always wanted an airbrush. And so I got enough to get it working. And, and uh, that was about a year ago. That was about a year ago. 
I'm trying to get a good, trying to get a good overtone for you here. You got the airbrush. Wow. Oh my. Two airbrushes. Yeah, I brought you something. Oh, you did. I know you did. Can you do container gardening? I heard that on yeah. your podcast. Yeah, I do. Pretty, Number something. Pretty severe amount of container gardening. This is not radite feed. What is radite? Uh, those are. Um, that's a family of birds that include emu, ostriches, cassowaries, oh, and shit. secretary. Kind of do you yeah. have those? Uh, we had them for a while. They're at my dad's house. They're kind of his. Okay. You we were petting them yesterday. <laughs> his. But this is an empty bag. <laughs> right. But we do have alpaca, and so I brought you half a bag of alpaca poop. Oh man, that's yeah. awesome. It's that's, delicately that's... aged, so it's not as scented. Yeah, you know? well, I don't smell anything. It's never like stinky, but it's, yeah, it's like a special thing for your container gardening experience. The little pellets here, and um, tell me yeah. more. Tell me um, more about it. My grandfather used to call these kind of pellets like rabbit pellets. He called them smart pellets. Uh -huh. And I say, grandfather, why do you call those smart pellets? And he says, well, eat one and you'll find out. It's because then you'll be smarter. You wouldn't be so stupid for that dumb thing. Uh, but yes, that's these uh, it's considered organic because it's been filtered through an animal. It's organic. And, and it involves, it's got dried urine in it, it's a lot of good stuff. So, oh my there, God, it's closer I, to you now. That's like a, that's... It's only half a bag because I thought it is enough for containers. That's a, that's a sweet gift. And I even brought some feathers because you know how good feathers are for radio. They're very visual and they make no sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of throw them on the ground just so what? you can. What look, is that? This is a feather from a bird. Right. Okay. Now look at that. that's a feather from a bird. This is a feather from the same dang bird. Oh, that's an understory feather. Yeah. That's well, a downy feather. What about that one? Can you believe that what kind of bird would have all these feathers? Are these ratite feathers? These are not. I have a ratite feather in here. What are those? Look at this. 
Look at this one. All these, okay, radio people. One of them looks like a tiny, weird fluff thing. That's and one like a, was, these that's, are all the same bird? That's all the same dang bird. What bird? I'm going to show you some more feathers and you'll know. <laughs> okay. I think it's a hawk. No, it's not a hawk. Those are too long for a hawk. This is also a feather from the same bird. I'm going to put you here. We got Oh. Oh. I know what it is. Look, guys. It's peacock magic. It's a peacock. A lot of people don't know that. They make all these, they're famous for these one feathers, yeah. but they got all kinds of weird feathers. Uh-huh. And when they, they do their, the, when the guys, those aggressive, uh, like sexy birds, right. when they're doing their thing and they flay out their feathers, yeah. in the back they got a bunch more going on and they shake it in all these weird ways. <laughs> and when they're doing it, people listened with some special microphones yeah. recently and found out they're blowing out all kinds of, they got special calls that are subsonic, you can't oh. hear them. So when they're doing their whole visual display, they got like 3D audio they're pushing out at so the ladies. So it's below 60 hertz. Uh, below 20. Below 20, is that, that the, I thought 60, but. 60 is what comes out is when you plug it in. That's 60, oh. cert, 60 cycle hum. Isn't below 60 is infrasound, right? Below 20. It's below 20 is 20, considered 20 infrasound? Free. 20, uh, here's That's an infrasound subsonic, expert. Yeah, Are you an infrasound I'm expert? No, I'm not. But he knows about a lot of frequencies. <laughs> infrasound is my favorite thing ever. You know what the frequency I love that what? LMG is an expert at is uh, ragtime frequencies. Are you serious? What's I'm the frequency? That, it's like fake ragtime. That's what's the best. Oh, That's what? the best. Oh, oh my god. Oh man. Oh. What's oh, that? That's so good. That's so fake. That's, we could sing that's, a Harry Nilsson song, the Fairfax Rag. Ah, man. What when you walk by the diner with the cop car? How's it go? Walk by the diner with the cop the morning the vine corn on the face of the brown and the mid morning paranoia blues when you have to step do you have to step aside when the cop car asks you, Son, do you know where I can get high? I mean, I can't sing like Harry Nilsson. Could you imagine if I could just all of a sudden sing like Harry Nilsson right now? I wish they had a button for that. Ooh, I wish that I could any place else but here. Oh, you heard you heard song so Fairfax much. Rag? I don't know. Check it I out. Look it up. Yeah. Fairfax Rag. Fairfax we'll Rag. Get together again. <laughs> yeah. It's about being stoned on Fairfax Avenue and being paranoid. So and like, it's a rag, and it's in it's a, rag, a rag. It's a rag. Style. It's a straight up oh, rag. Man, I love that. Mid morning paranoia blues. Do you have to step aside? Yeah, it's great. Man. That's a hard kind of music to play because you got to push all the buttons just the right all way. The buttons. It's all happening different stuff. Yeah. See. Wow. Yeah. It's that piano sounds great. Um, I can't believe those are all. I mean, we're just we just keep barreling through topics. We're just we're just barreling through. Yeah, but yeah. The peacocks. I, I used to have a whole arrangement on my wall when I worked somewhere on pinned them up, all the birds except for the famous ones, and it's just it just looks like seven different birds landed there. Wow. Yeah, they're really good. Um, uh, hey, I was gonna. I had I wrote down a couple of things I right. wanted to talk to you about, and then I left to list in the car, but it's a short list. One of them was about. Um, if you about promotion, right. like uh, promotion sounds like advertising. It's like a kind of a, like a dumb thing or something, maybe. Right. But it's a lot of times it's just uh, explaining stuff to people so they can enjoy it. Right. And if you don't tell people about it, and uh, when extremely one thing I think about is like if you take a picture in the forest and nobody sees it, right? Does it exist? Like if I make I make a really cool picture that people like, right. but they don't like it if they don't see it, right? So oh. if I don't show that to a lot of people. Um, 
I don't want to waste their time, so right. I try not to show them the boring ones. But it's it's weird to make something, and you, if you, I made stuff for years and didn't show it to anybody, because I didn't think want to bother anybody. Yeah, you feel like, like hey, the woman made stuff. That's a natural thing. A lot of people who are creative and create things feel like oh, I don't know if this is good. Yeah, that's a oh, that's a very delicate yeah. thing to know if something's gonna be good, and you can because you're worried someone's gonna say, you're worried that someone's gonna go, you're worried someone's gonna go, <laughs> you're worried someone's gonna go. What am I gonna do with this? <laughs> I actually, for real, right? That's well, the thing. I actually have uh, some kind of psychological element that that doesn't really bother me very oh, much. Oh, really? Yeah, um, and what it makes it? me unfit to direct. Basically, does it have a name? I have no. Okay. I don't know about it. It's like right. I just. I think that when somebody says that, it's usually more. Or it's more they're revealing something about themselves. Oh yeah, well, it, which is true. Usually, actually, it is. Yeah. But it's hard to experience that. I mean, I get bummed out if somebody really, really hates stuff. I guess, right. but mostly, I I doesn't. I make stuff, and it's like I either think it's good or bad, and and other people's opinions are very important to mm -hmm. me, but not in terms of who I am, more in terms of what I can do to serve them, to right. give them more good stuff and less boring things. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I, like I said, uh, the, the world is full of lots of things around us and knobs and dials. And, mm -hmm. and when you get in the car, there's stuff all over. And I think a lot of it is not done that well. Like, it's not that hard to make major improvements. Yeah. And uh, it's very irritating that <laughs> that they are, it is like that. It's like, man, we could just, there's just turn this knob around. Why is it? This is Fix so it. dumb. Yeah, like, this is like, oh, should I go into the business of this and that and that and all these things? To Because uh, I, I, it seems like there's a there's a big opening here. I like these things that hold the microphone. I'm not complaining about that. But I bet there's a lot of there's a lot of details that just all the time. So you mean like be like a general sort of contractor in life who... Yeah, uh, I do that. That's kind of what I do with when I make stuff. It's right. like, well, this I got to take this picture of this wizard in a in a Afghan in the desert because uh -huh. there isn't an I don't have one. Yeah, if somebody else did it. it, I wouldn't have to do it. But it's it's this is, this is probably going to like it. People are going to like this. I got better get. I brought you one of those pictures, but I don't I lost it. So what do you mean you lost it? Oh, well, I, I, I was carrying a bunch of bags and I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's okay. I can show it, but uh, when I when it you see it's like doesn't exist yet, I guess, because it's oh. not been seen. I worked on it last night. I was like going through some of my pictures yeah. from the trip. So, did did you like start off being a photographer, or how how did you get into how did you initially get into? Because mm. we we just talked about this, right? Because you do a lot of stuff like I, I making do. stuff. That you, it's all oh, this thing doesn't exist, so I guess I have, I have to make it because I yeah. want to see see it. an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it sounds very practical, and that's because I'm like. You know, not because like uh, I, I'm too. I'm like, yeah, like I take a very practical thing, like because like, I can't just go like being frivolous artist guy or something like that. Yeah, but it, yeah, then I end up doing it. Uh, but I that's a sort of the way I start. But okay, so I um, I used to do music. So right. that's one of the only things I've been ever ever able to kind of stop doing mostly. What do you mean stop doing? Well, I don't jam with people, or um, I don't like um, I don't. I don't, I don't have a, like my, I used to like have stuff to write music and like put it onto tape right. and like you could listen to it in the car. Okay. And that's, that's a lot of work and it's good. That's, there's a lot, I like doing that, but it's also, um, I know so many people who are way better than me who are just kind of like just getting by. Right. I'm like, oh, this is never going to work any, anything except to amuse myself. Yeah. And so that's why like, I just, I just, you know, played Got the jaw visit. harps. Oh. 
you know, that's like enough. I've got that with me. I can jam with me on just tapping on stuff. You know, my steering wheel's got missing paint on places and stuff for me tapping and rubbing on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, big, jamming. I'm a big steering wheel drummer. Yeah, it's, I got, got so, uh, but then I, and then uh, photography, uh, my dad showed me how to use, he had a big, uh, like a Nikon camera, right. like a, you know, film camera that has like aperture and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he showed me that and um, I understood that. Um, uh, and uh, I also have kind of like, uh, computer brain, which is normal nowadays, but when I was a kid, computers are rare, and um, I got to use one when right. I was very young and figured it out, and then I got lo like really clear like Latin logic programming idea. Oh wow! So then it makes mm -hmm. it easier to like understand how to fix the time on your watch because your brain, you think so because you were so young when you first worked with the computer that it, it sort of uh, it changed the way you think. Yes, yeah. When you understand logic and stuff like, yeah. oh, logic, I get it. It's logical, right? Yeah. But, you know, otherwise you're like, why doesn't I why doesn't this done work and it's oh, I'm going to take it. It's like, oh, well, something must be broken right. and we could uh, use some logic to narrow down those options. So, how where did you grow up? In Ohio. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I grew okay. up in Ohio, and I've lived a lot of other places, but that's mostly it. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's an interesting. I've never been there before, but people love that place. Yeah, I'm not always sure why I love it, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, somebody comes for the day, and they see some, like, jewelry stores and clothes for old <laughs> people and stuff or whatever. <laughs> jewelry store. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of jewelry stores, because yeah. that's, like, a high markup item. What are you going to sell to people, I mean, in Ohio, right? Jewelry. 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 So, it's okay. Um, uh, but you, uh, you were born there. No, I wasn't born, but oh. I lived there since I was, my, you know, my second memory. So I was thinking about um, memory just because I heard listen to when your podcast driving in. Oh, which about, one? Uh, four ago. Four ago. From from the one you saw the one. Some people you were talking. It was a guy and a girl, and they were musicians. Oh yeah, that was uh, Karen Kilgariff and Drennan Davis on yeah. the, my old podcast called Twisting the Wind. Not like your new one called Live Live to Tape. <laughs> so direct. Live to tape, direct. I'm not even sure what it's called yet. Live to tape, direct, untitled episode. It's called Live to Tape. Live to tape, it's where we are. Live to tape, it's what we do. Live to tape, it's where you do what you get. It's Pikachu. Pikachu. That's an unfortunate thing about the word Pikachu is it rhymes with so many great words. Oh, so good. I wish, oh, wish it, I wish it was like a word I came up with. That it wasn't like a trademark word. Yeah, it's a good one, Pikachu. Pikachu. What you gonna do, Pikachu? Who the um, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought of another thing. But we're talking about memory, though. Memory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, memory. My first memory is a little duck died, and then I wrapped it up in toilet paper. Really? Like, and I a duckling, you mean? A little duckling died, yeah. and so I was like, "Oh, you got to bury it. You got to wrap it up, right? You got to put it in some shroud." Right. And then I was wrapping, and I was doing it for a while. At some point, I was like, "Oh, I forgot to think about when you should stop," because I like uh -huh. wrapped it up so much that it had like used up, like it had gotten quite large wow. at that point. And then I barely—I don't really remember that directly. I just remember remembering it. A long time ago like it's been remembered so much yeah as a memory so. it's funny how that works right because your memory isn't re nothing's real it's just some like i don't know like some blobs or something or yeah. some spirit or some you chemicals can, you can like, create a like, memory if you want to you'd be like oh this is a memory i have i'm gonna have this memory and if you think about it enough 
It just becomes Does the it? memory. I never, I haven't tried that. It seems creepy, but I, I you believe you. You can do you. it if you want to. You can just decide, you can decide, oh, this is a thing that I want to decide that has happened to me. And if you think about it enough that has happened to you, it basically will have happened to you because you think it has. And yeah. you'll forget why, or you'll forget what is real and what is not real because... There is no real. I guess I, I tried past, so hard to yeah. do that. I guess the opposite. I tried so hard just to remember what actually was real. Oh, really? And it's a it's a struggle. You but know? it's I think it's kind of impossible because you can't really know what's real because yeah. it's the perspective. Mm -hmm. If there's no, if it's all perspective, then it's only real from the from the place you're looking from the, from your viewpoint. Yeah, but if you remember how to cook that sandwich the same way, it's still going to be good. But it's not, you're not cooking the same sandwich, though. Right? No. <laughs> you can't cook Dang the it. same sandwich twice. Uh. I've, I, I, would, uh, I used to do that a lot. I used to have a lot of like, expectations for things. Like, oh, if I, this thing happened this way one time, and so if I do it the same way as I did it last time, it's going to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like, this isn't feeling the same way. Because it's the second time. Right. It's yeah. the second time, mm -hmm. and it's not the same. And so it's like, yeah. oh, this, this is, oh, you, you just can't do it again. Like anytime, like you you were going camping or going doing, doing camping. Yes. Like you know, you have like a really good experience camping. Like you see something really cool or yes. you, something like something really great happens when you're camping, and you're like, oh, we're gonna go back there next year. And you go back there next year with the same idea. You're gonna have like, oh, I'm gonna see this thing. And it's gonna feel really cool. It's a different idea. The you first see it idea. Again, it's like, yeah. well. The it's, first idea was the approach. The first idea was, oh, we're just going camping. The second time is, I'm gonna see this thing. Right. That didn't work. I just was work. driving around for three weeks around Utah and Montana, trying to look up cool places to go and stuff like that, and did that a little bit. But it's like, it it is different than when you're actively seeking adventure mm -hmm. that you don't know about. Yeah. And so we're driving and we see a, a fair that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And I I planned out where most of the fairs were to go to those two. Was it your family? Do like a family no. trip? No, no, just oh, well, just solo. Just, just no, me and Jennifer. Okay. We were doing it. You did a fair trip. That was a big part of it. I love fairs. Yeah. I love fairs. I love cool. what's going on and seeing them all over different places. And, uh, and, uh, so there was certain things we'd find ourselves or like a weird thing on the side of the road. Right. It was just like or a, a funny dog that was like running by, pull over and spend an hour there and take some of the best pictures of the trip, maybe. Right. You know, things like that. Like an incredible experience that that's not scheduled on the map. You can't look that up. And, and it's different because it's like you finding it and it's yours as a different experience. Yeah, it's, the it's an engaged. Of it. It's an engaged like mm -hmm. we're exploring this now rather than like oh, I'm coming to see this thing. It's like, Going to see this thing that's yeah. here and we saw it. Let's check it off. It reminds me about um, promotion mm -hmm. and stuff uh, that it a lot of times it's helpful to explain things because there's something that's really amazing, some great artwork, right. and you see it's boring, but then somebody explains the story behind it, and like, oh my gosh, opens this it up. Is, this is deep, and he he like got this whole thing, but he didn't like draw a bunch of pictures to explain how he got there. He like just took you that you just got to know how yeah. to get there, and um, you go to eat some some cool restaurant and stuff like that, and they got the list of the ingredients. Yeah, you could just eat something, you're like, this is okay, but if somebody tells you it's really it fancy, and the the, the shell that it came out of was like at the beach and a, a, a nude man picked it up uh -huh. and uh, it was all the stuff happens all those you could call it the vibrations or the ideas or whatever right. comes in and you're eating it and you're thinking about it and you're feeling it uh -huh. tastes better it tastes so much better it's amazing that's true the best one of the best food experiences i ever had was in the bahamas 
I was with some friends. We were on a sailboat because my friend's dad had a sailboat. We were sailing around, and we went to this restaurant, this high-end restaurant. This chef, his name was Sky McDougal. And he comes out and he's he's serving us this uh, this uh, lobster bisque and the husk of a sea urchin, and he's saying how he he told us how he um, snorkeled outside of his house. There's a little little k a little k a little a little bay, a little what do you call it a nook a mm-hmm. cave uh, an area water of, place that's yeah, just a a distinguished. Little, and he went out there and he got those sea urchins that morning, and so we're eating the lobster. <laughs> Come on down, man. Listen up. Where you gonna go? This is the sea urchin. I gotta rewatch that movie just for Sebastian. That character is so great. The Rasta crab. Ariel. Ariel. I can't. Ariel, why you wanna go away with that man now? Look at the stab in the water. Ariel Rasta. Yeah, it'd be great if he was instead of instead of being like a nice Caribbean crab, he was like a hardcore Rasta, like a like a real militant dread. Dread. You could remake that scene, and I would really enjoy that. Understand me now, Ariel? This one I know, but but we don't see now. The man up the man, Babylon. Above the waters, Babylon, don't you know here? Back away now, stay under the sea now. Under the sea, under the sea, I tell. Under the sea, only one way to be under the sea now, don't you know? But, under the sea. That'd be, that'd be fun to do like a really heavy dread. That's just that like scene, 1977, you could do it. King Tubby. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little Prince Jammy in there. You don't have to do visuals. That takes a long time, all those drawings yeah, and stuff. Just you can just the sound. It. It'll be an experience in their mind. You got to kiss the girl now. You got to. <laughs> promotion. You know, when you said that thing about promotion, there's actually a, uh, a really great uh, reggae group. In the early 80s, like all these big big names came out, like Tenor Saw. Um, who's their big guy? The guy who died. He was murdered at like 21 or something. He's Froggy Doggy Dig Dong. Froggy Doggy Dig Dong. Tenor Saw. They, they had a group called Youth Promotion. I was thinking that's it's such a, a cool name. name. It's like yeah. so direct. What is this? It's just it's youth. It's youth they're promoting. Youth yeah. Promotion. Youth Promotion at, at the uh, Skateland. Uh, what do they call it? Skate. I always weird words. Those, those, the Rastas, man, they have the best yeah. words. The Skateland Hoggy Doggas. Skateland Hoggy Doggas. Mm. Pikachu Ching Chongs. Pikachu Chows. Pikachu's. Pikachu. Peek. Peek at you. Peek at you. Uh, I want to talk more about promotion, though. Yeah, saying... it's it's a big deal. It's a it's maybe I think promotion isn't the right word because that sounds like um, something you get in the mail, right? Uh, that's yeah. got some great deals. We have um, a promotion. We're actually running a promotion right now yeah. at Gal- at Galpin Ford. <laughs> yes, we're running a promotion. Have you had soft water before? If you haven't, you gotta try it. You gotta touch it. That other water you're having was hard. Well, that's the reason your skin is the way it is, sir. It's because you don't have soft water. It's been cutting you, and uh, if you drove in a Ford. With with soft water. Have you had? Have you driven a soft water Ford lately? <laughs> Come on down to soft water Ford. We running a promotion. Come on down to soft water Ford. Get yourself a notion. Feathers from every bird. We got pellets from made of poo poo. They don't smell like nothing. Oh no! Hit that jaw harp. 
Some salt water, you son of a bitch. Get it! Get that salty water! I said get it! He said get it! Promotion. Uh, do you think that, um, that, uh, the lack of, if you, if you go direct to tape. Right. Uh, we're not. We're, ten, we're not going direct to tape, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, the metaphys metaphorical tape. Yeah, metaphorical yeah. tape. Right. The digital magic. Yeah, tape. I guess is. So going into mm -hmm. a hard drive. <laughs> um, uh, uh, when Ford was making vehicles, you right. know, like Henry Ford, and he right. made Model T, then he made the Model A. Okay. And it had two colors because used to be you could get any color you want as long as it's black. And then he made these ones that were two-tone. Right. And how do they spray paint the top black and the bottom part brown? Well, they had to go to Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing. Oh, 3M. Oh, yeah. Oh, 3M. Sure. Right. And um, they said, like, could you make us some paper that's got some sticky stuff that we could put on the car, like masking, right? Right. And then you just paint it, and then we'd peel it off. It's like this. they just thought of this way of that's how you could do it. Because you're using like you cart leftover cardboard garbage and stuff. Yeah. And so they did. But it was a new stuff. They had never made it before. And it didn't work. It didn't, they didn't, the sticky stuff was expensive. They didn't put very much on it. Right. So they called that scotch tape because they were so cheap. It was, they were scotch. Are you serious? It's How do you a, know that? So scotch tape is like a really racial, like, yeah, it's like they're so cheap. There's <laughs> not enough sticky stuff on it. And they still can't, they stick with it. They still stick with it. 3M scotch tape, yeah. Oh, you fucking scotch tape. These guys, because they're always trying to spray paint that's falling off on the line. They're, they're is, pissed. Was Ford a, Scot a Scottish man? I don't know if he was, but, but they just. Scotch tape. Yeah. I didn't know that Scottish people were notorious for being cheap. Well, at the time, yeah, in like 1914 or something, That's probably. That's so funny. I can't <laughs> believe it. Scotch tape. Uh, I love uh, I love old like stuff that's that's that doesn't apply anymore. Like old subtly racist things that aren't really racist so much as like uh, it's very specifically culturally racist. Like how the Irish hate. The Scottish, like something that doesn't exist anymore. Like no one. Yeah, it doesn't. It was, but that had made such a great story that people yeah. just still remember to this day. But there has to be thousands of things like that that are yeah, they're funny. That have just fallen out of. We just don't know why. In our language, like so much yeah. of our words that are mm -hmm. based on that, right? Like, uh, and phrases we have, like, uh, I guess, like salt of the earth is like somebody's like. Right. Yeah. It means the opposite of what it used it to does, be. It does. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, and uh, once, once I learned that, I couldn't. I couldn't say it anymore because yeah. I'm like, but it means the opposite. Because what we know, we know salt of the well, colloquially salt of the earth means a person who's like, there's a good old guy. He he, gets, he mows the lawn and he's a he's a he's a real like basic down to earth yeah. like old timey regular guy. A salt of the earth guy, just a real just raw, nothing pretentious about this guy. Like we had a guy named Selmer Severson who used to plow our driveway, and because I grew up in Minnesota. Oh. And his Selmer Severson was the most salt of the earth guy. He was a cartoon. This was a cartoon man. He had these thick Coke bottle glasses. He was always he had glasses a lot like that, but they were thick. They were like, they were just like thick, thick glasses. He had like a really bony face. He was always filthy, just always filthy. And I was like, Hey, do you want me? 
just had this had this country accent. Like he wasn't it wasn't Minnesota, it wasn't Southern, it was just like this straight up country guy. And Selmer, man, this guy was salt of the earth. That's what, you know, because other people would be like, oh, well, yeah, we have Selmer plows our driveway too. He, he just, isn't he just the salt of the earth? And then you find out, but what does it actually mean, though? It means... Well, then you think salt used to be like the most expensive thing. And right. it was like only rich people had it. So, yeah, it's like if you were the gold of the earth now or yeah. I guess the, you know, So how does that, how did that how did that get flipped around to be the opposite meaning? Because the life, uh, something being sweet now sometimes can be sickly sweet. But it yeah. used to be, before people had sugar, like until just like 100 years ago, right. sweet was a very rare thing. You mostly yeah. only got in the summer. Right. I mean, it was a, it was like, it was a seasonal experience. Right. And, uh, you know, then there, then changed, the world changed, right? We got salt all over the place. You can just dump that on the ground. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, plenty of sugar, sweetness. It's no problem. We got that. Mm-hmm. Man, our life is so good. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's absurd. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta regulate the goodness. There's so much of it, uh, the good taste flavors. We're riding for a fall. You hear that? There's this great song by Delroy Wilson called Riding for a Fall. It's about a girl, but it's if you take it, you can you can make it about anything. It could make be it about, for, about a guy. It's about America. Mm-hmm. Riding uh, for a fall. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, something about promotion. Mm-hmm. I, I realized, uh, again, wrong word, but um, I like making stuff. And at some point, I've realized it gets discouraging to make things. Right. And nobody, you don't show it to anybody or care, or I'm maybe doing some kind of photos, and then later on, I see... A big article about it in some place I write about somebody else who did it. Right. But like, I should have told I should have told them that I was doing it because then like years later somebody else is doing it. It's like, oh, I sh- I should have. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. That's I didn't know. I guess I should have called somebody. Yeah. If you don't, if if something exists, it exists in a vacuum. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be in. A, I mean, you don't have to like. Doesn't have to be in a vacuum cleaner, but right. you know, just laying around, not being seen in a box. You got to get it seen. Probably, unless it's not very good or whatever, you know. But yeah, you got to get it seen. Sorry, you got to. You should. It's you should give people the opportunity. You know, a few people at least. Then if they like, you can show some more or something. Yeah, you got to shine your light. Or if you're pretty good, you know, and you know it's going to be good, then you know, get it out there. If you're pretty sure. I've been doing some slideshows. Really? Sometimes I go on a trip. Sometimes and I do a slideshow of the trip. Of the pictures. Because everybody's heard of somebody doing a slideshow of the trip. Who's ever seen one? It's true. It's like this old notion that, oh, he's going to show us the slides. We're going to the slides in the trip to... But nowadays, I'm like, I would love to see some slides. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And especially, I'm kind of a professional entertainer type person, so what the main thing <laughs> is that I uh, don't show the parts that are not very good. <laughs> yes. It's just the good times. Just you, the good things. Does Lim J play music to the slides, though? Oh, slides? man. I, I wish. Slide show? He's, uh, yeah. He's done some other music. We've done video stuff together. And um, I used to... Lim J and I used to do... Uh, we used to sit around the campfire and we would uh, hang out once uh, in a while and we, some of us get together and we play our um, our hobo songs. Oh, really? Yeah. What's a hobo song? Can we hear it's one? a song about being a hobo. Can you guys do one? Uh, I mean, maybe. T- take, a, take a minute. I, I think take, that t- I think t- we could a... all do one. Okay. Well, if you if you get going on it, I will jump in best I can. Okay, maybe we could do the most of the music and you 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 know sing about some hobo topics. I'll talk about tin cans. Some of the things. Yeah, oh, I love tin cans, man. <laughs> Got so many. Is that the big one or the small? One? The, oh, sorry. Is the outside? Which one do you want? Which is better? Big one, small one. I think I feel like we'll go like deep. Big okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> If you back off a little bit, I'll turn you up. There you go. 
tin can um, a few days ago. Right. Um, only done that a few times since I've moved. Threw it in the trash? I threw it in the recycling. Right. Because I guess I always take the label off and I really make sure that there's no sharp bits and I save it. I got a good stack. I got a three-car garage that's just for dirty work and stuff. Okay. And um, so I got a lot of room to stack those up. Do you know about char cloth? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a kid... I uh, went to this Quarry Hill Nature Center in Rochester, Minnesota, and they had like a survival class, and they taught us how to make something called char cloth. You take like a, a just a cotton rag, right? You cut it up a little bit, and you, you get two, two two cans. They probably weren't tin cans, but they're you know because most cans aren't tin anymore, are they? They're like aluminum or something, or well, the one that you get the stuff in, I think it's got some tin in it. Like a soup some, can. Yeah. So you get two soup cans. You get one that's um. That's bigger than the other one, so you can like, you can uh, fit it in there like a mm-hmm. what do you say? Like it dovetails in there. So, yeah, sure. so you you cut open, you take the label off, both both of them. You cut uh, you cut the obviously you cut a hole in both of them, but you put the <laughs> you put the um, you put the cloth, the dry cotton cloth, cotton cloth like a like a wash rag or something mm-hmm. like that. You put it in the one and you yeah. you, cl- you close it in so yeah. it's, so it's it's locked in there. I think you put like a little hole in one of the cans mm. and you throw this in the fire and let it cook in there for like, mm. for like I don't know, a, a walk, maybe an hour or something like totally that. Totally done this, Tess. And I guess what it does is it creates basically charcoal. 
Hmm. Is that, I don't, I don't, do you know much about charcoal? Uh, it's like it's not fully, yeah, like he burns off some stuff, but it leaves some, there's still yeah. some stuff there. It burns off some element and it allows it to, whatever, whatever the hell charcoal then what, then is. what do you do with it? Well, the charcloth, once you're done with it, you open up these cans and you got this, this black, it's like black. Uh, it looks just like your cloth, but yeah. it's black. It's, it's like, it's it's like absorbs charcoal. all light. And what you do with this stuff is if you have flint and steel, you know how you know how that works. We have like the piece Get of steel. Then you rub that on the flint, and then there's sparks start, and the, and the spark hits this char cloth, and it and it holds it, and so you can start a fire. Isn't it holds it? Oh, because it gets it catches and starts to burn a little bit, right? Yeah, like it burns really well in there. Yeah. Isn't the weirdest thing? This is what I still this is the part I don't get about charcoal is that, like, it, why did you have to burn it to make it so you can keep burning it later? I don't like, know. Like if you go somewhere and you're gonna buy some charcoal, mm -hmm. like why didn't you just give me the wood? Why did you already burn it? And it doesn't work. It doesn't work as good. Yeah. It's like they burned off a bunch. It's like, but I was paying for that. It's where it's okay. I only got the stuff that's half burnt now. It's something chemical that and it happens. none of us know. And, and people, <laughs> it's for real. I yeah. remember, I remember I was walking around India and there were all these little stores, like I was in a rural place and there's all these little shops and they're just like a stall, right? There's barely nothing. And there was one that was like, it was just black. Like you couldn't see into it. Right. But the windows, there was like, everything was open and it was charcoal and everything in there was just black. The people were completely covered in black. <laughs> there were just, it was like an absence in there. And those people are messing around. That wasn't a theory. Charcoal works. You yeah. Know, that's how they were cooking. So it works. It works great. It smells still, good too. Just still don't, still don't get why it's already had to somebody get it cooked it already. But, it's just, um, it's just they, we, someone figured it out. Wait yeah. on the road. Um, uh, another kind of char cloth you could think about is Charlemagne's cape, you know, or his tablecloth. You know, King is Charlemagne was a real person, right. unlike unlike Knights Around Table was like right. kind of fake. But Charlemagne is a person. He had this cool cape. It would get dirty and stuff. Right. And the guys looked, throw, check this out. He would just throw it on the fire. Like, what, Charlemagne? What are you doing? You're burning your cool cape. Right. It didn't burn because it was made of asbestos. Oh, wow. It was an asbestos cape, and they had a tablecloth that was an asbestos. It's a rock. It's called rock. You know, it's like a rock fiber. Yeah. And, and, they would, and then they would make a big old mess, and they would be like, watch how I clean this. <laughs> oh, into the fire. <laughs> what are you doing with this thing? And then it like, it doesn't burn. Then just shake it out. And that's why he was famous. I, well, I mean, probably, probably for me, he had a cool name. Charlemagne's pretty if great. If it was named Pikachu, it would be pretty good. But Well, yeah. Pikachu is, Charlemagne was the modern day uh, retro equivalent of Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Is there anything about Ojai that you can you can tell me in, a, in two minutes that I think I, w I would be interested in hearing? Because I just thought about that place. Listeners, uh, if you don't know, Ojai is a city. Little town. Two hours. It's a town. It's, it's, city, a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a population of about 8,000 people. It's in a little bit of a valley, so there's mountains all around. So when you're in there, there's mountains around you. There's water. Uh, there's not very much water, especially now. It's almost right. all gone. And uh, there's no tubes going to it. So when we run out of water, it's over. It's done. And so I don't know how we're going to like, I guess we'll all lose our real estate value and everyone. Just a move. I, yeah. yeah. But for now, it's, it's still got some water in the yeah. lake and it might rain again someday. And um, it's surrounded by mountains. It's uh, it's famous more now for being kind of like a little bit like old hippie and stuff like that, and which it is legit. It was at. But it had that already because in like the 1920s. Uh -huh. the, um, the, there was stuff in the 1910s, 1920s, like Unity of All Religions Theosophy Institute was set up there. What and is that? Well, there was a lot of different groups. There was like Masons were really happening. Okay. And people were really into alternative medicine. Right. In the 19, in the teens, right? Kellogg, he was, it was a crazy health facility. People were trying all these weird health things. People were trying vegetarianism. 
Right. I mean, come on, this is like the 1910s. And so, oh, I already had the uh, the Basant school like stuff going on, and there was uh, yeah the, the the one group was the um, the Theosophists, and they believed in the unity of all religions, and their symbol is like a whole bunch of religious symbols all wrapped around in a circle. Wow! And they were like, let's find the truth of all these things. So they set up an OI and checked us out. They set up. They still got their facility there. They have a a, a ma major what they call an occult books book library. It's like one of the largest in the country, and most people in Ohio have never even been there. People come to Ohio and they go see the jewelry or they go to the stuff like that. But there's this place that's open, you know, like 10 to right. 4 or something. You can go in there. They got freaky books, and it's a cool place. I'm going to go there. That's, that's pretty all right. Yeah. I am definitely going to go there. Uh, and I... they have a bookstore that's outdoors. An outdoor bookstore? Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of cool. An outdoor book, an outdoor, an outdoor. They, they did ruin, they did change one of the landmarks. They had two major grocery stores, two right. main grocery stores. One of them was an independent one, a big full-size grocery store, fully carpeted. Fully carpeted they, grocery they, store. They sold it, and now it's not carpeted anymore. Turned out that was, it was very quiet. The, it was very quiet in wow. that grocery store, yeah. It was fully carpeted grocery <laughs> store. I was the cleanup boy in the butcher department. You were, mm -hmm. assuming you were going up there. That was the high school times. Yeah. Yeah. So did you grow up on a farm? No, I grew up uh, right next to the Mitchell Lodge Junior High. But, but, but my you, dad is a biologist, and we had a lot of animals. Your dad's a biologist. Yeah, he had so a lot of different animals, a lot of things he caught that were not really? legal. Like yeah. what? We had a American yeah. kestrel. We, oh, we, yeah. American kestrel. It's like my favorite bird. I love it. Love it, right? Yeah. They're not good pets, but he had like not one that was messed pet. up or something. We also right. always, he had rattlesnakes right. for many years. Ooh. He always had those. And he had, thought it was funny to have it in a cage with no lid. And as it got big enough, it eventually got out, and then it would be like in the coat rack. A timber rattlesnake, a killer. Just well, he just always like they're not that big a deal. My dad, if he them. sees a if he sees a rattlesnake, he's gonna walk over and pick it up. Wow. Yeah. Now he's like seventy five, so he's. I hope he doesn't do it as much. But yeah, they're not. If you know how to grab them, they don't. They don't bite you. Yeah. He's a biologist. He understands the ways of animals. Yeah. By grabbing animals. them a lot and just manhandling them, and he puts <laughs> stuff in his mouth like that. Like yeah. really, like what? It's just like you want to get more intimate, and some people are looking at you, so you just put like whatever. You catch a lizard, and you like you'd like put it in his mouth as a joke, or to show that it's, it's just it's okay. Just like hey, like nature's fun, or I don't know what. Like because yeah. it's, it's you know why? Because just looking at it regular, we've already seen that. Yeah. So he's doing something new. He's innovator. I ate a live mosquito recently, but that was just an effort to try to kill, to scare away other mosquitoes. Thank you for doing your effort to combat yeah. Zika virus. Yeah, I maybe I was like, maybe it legitimately could have had Zika virus, but I feel like my stomach would destroy the Zika oh, virus. Oh yeah, if it comes yeah. in your mouth, it's over. Like your yeah, mouth is like one of the most it. powerful. You could eat a bunch of bad stuff. And yeah, I can just don't get in your eyes. I guess I will destroy that. There's like hundreds of kinds of mosquitoes, like 200 or 150 or something. Right. Only like. 17 can even even carry Crazy like virus. very much stuff yes most of them are just like just dumb right do you have any animals right now where you live three alpaca okay. and we have a beehive and then there's uh and then there's a bunch of uh have a beehive yeah we have beehive and we it's like we don't get i know people always like do you get honey out of it well yeah. uh we have on accident kind of because like things got messed up but we mostly just have it like it's like a pet okay we're, we're just yeah. like it's neat also they help out with the things you grow 
Uh, they don't, but <laughs> they could. And also, they compete with native bees, which oh, are really, right. which are, you know, that'll be the next story. Everybody's worried about the honeybees dying, mm -hmm. but later on they'll talk about, oh, actually, we actually, those are invasive species. Yeah, they and are. And we have native bees, and nobody's making a high for them. Right. And you can, you can do things to help them out. Yeah, you can. Getting, you there's know, also those solitary bees, right? Is there most of them, most of the native ones are solitary. Those are, those are interesting. They're real me. loners. They're real loners. Yeah, they're loners. They must find a way to hook up somewhere. Is that, how, is that how long we've been recording? It is. Oh, we I'm should sorry. Probably get, no, it's okay. We should probably, I'm trying to find the perfect, there's this perfect sound that happens when you get like, I'm trying to get a little bit of phasing going on. See, I've got it on your voice. If you say something, I've got it. Something. See, he's phasing a bit. It's a little bit of phasing. But I can't get mine to. to my faders are a little dirty. So. Oh. We're trying to get the phasing to happen. It's time to phase. Okay, everyone. Phasing out. Thank you so much for listening to Live to Tape. This has been a. This entire show has been live to tape. Yes. Can you can you guys verify that, please? Um, I can't see the tape, but it's live. It has been live. And Good. with the we got. There you go. That's Lim J. He's live. Joel Fox here. I'm live. Johnny Pemberton live. Johnny Thorne Pembertonovich. You have been a you have been a part of the executive buffet today. Thank you for listening. Let's uh let's hear that whistle. Let's hear that whistle roll. I like your whistles, Joel.